Just like everyone else in the world, the Flames are going to make resolutions they know they won't keep. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Balmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. In the true end of year fashion, we are going to be uh, declaring resolutions for the Calgary Flames and really the rest of the league um, on today's episode. And I'm very excited because I think a lot of us will agree on most of these. And I would love to hear what you have to say, because like we talked about on yesterday's episode, everyone watches the same game but it's not always from the same perspective. So I would love to hear from you what your Calgary Flames resolutions are or what you want the league to do differently or better in 2024. But before we get started, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. Uh, We're free on YouTube. My birthday's on Saturday, and I would love to reach 500 subscribers. We're like eight, seven or eight away last time I checked, so get to it. Team-wide, this is such an interesting thing, because how many times can we say, we don't want hostages, if you want out, ask, whatever. Like, we talked about that pretty much all summer, and if you were here for that, thank you so much for sticking through that. And as soon as the season ended, seven players reportedly requested a trade and then Daryl Sutter was fired and then magically those trade requests were rescinded. I don't know what to think about that other than big old yikes. And I don't remember if anyone had substantiated that, but I feel like that was also a lifetime ago. That was in April. So that was almost nine months ago. If you were pregnant when Daryl Sutter uh, was fired, congratulations on welcoming a child. But right now, let's talk about the current state of the Flames and what what is at the top of the list. Now, I think we can all agree that the power play could use some work. Um, They are 30th in the league right now, right around 12%. Nazem Kadri did have a power play goal last night against Seattle, so I do have to give him that. But one positive step forward does not erase all the more progress you need to take to get better. Um, We were kind of all under the impression that Mark Savard was going to revamp this power play and do a complete overhaul of uh, Kirk Mueller's work and turn it into something that it is not. And it's hard. Do we owe Mark Savard a little bit of grace? Sure. You can only coach your team to do so much. Your players have to do, you know, the rest of the work. (laughs) They have to figure it out. But the overpassing is not going to fix anything. 
it's going to make things worse, really, if you think about it. And I am concerned heading into the second half of the season for the power play. I feel like, you know, if you consume hockey as uh, more of a more than just a casual fan, you know that special teams wins games. The Flames are fine on the penalty kill. Their things are going good over there, but they're not playing well at five on five or on the power play. And obviously, you got you got to figure something out there. And another thing that is concerning about the lack of offense is your top line. I I mean, I what I would consider your top line. <laughs> the lines have been a little bit jumbled lately, but today at practice, uh. Jonathan Huberdeau, Elias Lindholm, and Sharon Govich were all together. And to me, that's your top line. Sharon Govich is a good player, right? We've talked about that at nauseum. He has been a delight to watch. He's not bad. Uh, he put up, he puts up goals and points consistently. So it makes the Tyler to Foley trade feel a little less bad, I guess you can say. But I'm still really worried about Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberdeau. Lindholm is more than likely going to be gone by the March 8th trade deadline. Last night on uh, Sirius XM, they were talking about how Team uh, Winnipeg is now in the sweepstakes for Lindholm. And, you know, so be it. I think that him wanting the $9 million and not budging on that is... It's not a way for like him to get more money out of Calgary. He, him, and his agent absolutely know that he's not getting nine million dollars from this team anymore or any team. But he's still sticking around. You know, I really think he's waiting it out, and he is um, just forcing their hand to trade him rather than like formally request a trade because that's bound to get out and create drama. We saw what it was like with Nikita Zadorov. Now imagine you're top line center requesting a trade and what that's going to bring, right? So I just want to see consistency. (laughs) I want to see consistency from your top players. I don't understand why we played, you know, AJ Greer. I say we as if like we are making these coaching decisions. I don't understand why Ryan Huska had AJ Greer up on the top line. I think that that's silly. We chastise Daryl Sutter for making decisions like that, like playing Lucic up with Huberto and Lindholm. Like it just, it didn't make sense. So why are we having, you know, AJ Greer, who is fourth line guy (laughs) up on the top line, same with Dylan Dubé, you know, if this team is not going to be consistently good or consistently bad, they need to figure it out because I don't, you know, you're not going to win all 82 games. You're not going to lose all 82 games, but you need to figure out since you're not going to rebuild a way to make this roster work. You need to start trading for players. You can't shed the bad contracts right now because, you know, someone's going to launder some money and that's not going to happen until the post or the off season rather. So like, it's just, it's got to change. Something has got to give. And I just want them to, (laughs) to decide on a path And that feels nearly impossible for the Calgary Flames. And 
right after the break, we are going to talk about individual players and what they should set as their resolutions and actually follow through with it. But before we do that, uh, we are going to take a quick break here. And we'll be back right after this. It's almost the halfway point of the season, Flames fans. And we know just how wild of a ride this has been so far. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. I would more than likely bet uh, money on Jacob Markstrom. I think that it would be safe to bet on Connor McDavid or someone on the Rangers. And you actually, with Sleeper, there is a group chat and team chat functionality. Like you can be in a group chat with other fans and talk about, you know, the bets, you you know, the fantasy choices you want to make. And, uh, it's a it's great time, and un- entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick uh, whether studs like McDavid, Crosby, or McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats, You heard me, Flames fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around and hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Make sure you're following me on social media at Jess Belmosto. This is going to sound a little bit cliche, and please stop me if you've heard this before. But Jonathan Huberto just has to be better. I think that that's just kind of the safest option for a resolution. And if it's one he meets, that's great. And if it's one he not he 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 does not meet, then we need to be having a bigger conversation here. And I would just like to see some sort of you know I'm not saying it has to be multi point night every game, but I would quite enjoy if he could end this 20 goalless streak. That would be delightful. And along with on the opposite end of the spectrum, I want to see less penalties from Blake Coleman and Manji Pani. They do not need to be making up for Nikita Zadorov. They d- it's so silly. You guys might miss him, but you don't have to be doing all that. Manji Pani leads the team uh, in penalty minutes with 37, and Blake Coleman is right behind him with 30. That's, that's a lot of time just between the two of them to leave your team shorthanded. That's over an hour. And then, you know, you've got even Marty Pospisil has 12 in 
23 games. That's about, you know, half half a penalty a game. Is that or whatever? I can't do math. You can't you can't be doing all that. Not only are you, you know, leaving your team shorthanded, you are opening them up uh, for retaliation. And I don't think that we need to be doing any of that. That is so unnecessary and get it sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but taking the careless, undisciplined penalty is, is foolish and just cut it out. Dylan Dubé, you are a fantastic human being from what I have heard from other Calgarians. Everyone that's met you, whether it be out shopping at the mall or grocery stores, whatever, the, or met you at the Stampede, whatever the case is. I don't know how many times we can say this, but please figure it out. I... I'm very disappointed in this whole situation because it's not his fault. It's not. He has done everything he can to uh, uh, be a better player. But it is time to request a trade. Dubé is probably one of those players that would benefit from a change of scenery. And I think that that's that's fine. Like, I'm not going to sit here and hold that against him. We did a whole episode evaluating Dylan Dubé with uh, just more than the eye test as well. So, you know, he would be of great benefit to other teams' fourth lines, but just at this point with the Flames, it's not working anymore. And I don't think it's fair for other players that are trying to make the jump to the NHL to either be healthy scratched or to be in the AHL because Dubé is taking an opportunity away from them. Playing him seven minutes a night, what, what are you doing? What does any of that do for anyone involved? I am fully here for him moving on to greener pastures and succeeding elsewhere. I'm not, I would never hold that against a player like Dylan Dubé. He has always been like one of those grinders. I can't believe I've been covering him his entire NHL career. Um, That's wild to me, but it's, it is time. So maybe, you know, we find, Dylan Dubé finds himself a new home in 2024. I do not know what it's going to take, but Dustin Wolf needs a consistent shot at the NHL. I I do not know what that looks like. I do not know what your goalie tandem looks like. I just know that Dustin Wolf is done in the AHL. It isn't fair to keep him down there. And yeah, he's getting consistent starts, of course, but he's done all he can in the AHL. And I would love to see a world where he is making consistent NHL appearances. Doesn't have to start every game, but if you're not, if you're not going to have him up here, it it just, it's painful. You don't need to have him riding the bench up here either, but to, you know, work him into a rotation here would be delightful. And I think that that's really what needs to happen. I don't know what the plan is with Dan Vladar. I think that New Jersey is still looking for a goal. New Jersey is still looking for a goaltender. So maybe they figure something out there. I'm all for really just letting Dustin Wolf have a shot at the NHL and getting himself situated with a consistent job in the NHL. I think that Manchiapani also needs to figure it out. Kind of really bummed about this. This season, he's shooting 11.3%, which is significantly lower from the rest of his career numbers. Granted, last year, he had, like, his shoulder was hanging on by, like, 
a piece of floss. So I'm not going to throw that in here with a 9.3. That is an outlier and we know why. So the season prior when he had the career high 55 points, he was shooting at almost 19%. That is absurd. And I get it. Daryl Sutter's system was just kind of shot, shot. Like you were shooting the puck regardless of where, you know, if it was a high danger, low danger, you shot the puck. And the year prior to that, during the shortened season where he had 32 points, he was shooting at a 19.8%. And his 2019-2020 numbers was a 15%. And his first, I guess, real season in the NHL, 44 games, was 12.3%. Like, we just are not seeing the Mangiapane that earned that contract. And I think that some, like something has to be figured out. And I'm intrigued to see him back on the Coleman and Backland line. I think that that line is very special. That was the only line that could, you know, suffocate McDavid in that playoff series. But they just, they've got to figure it out. I really don't like seeing this because Mangiapane is such a good player and such a good guy that like you like it's impossible not to root for him he's a small underdog like there's plenty of reasons to root for him and you just you just want more if someone's making nearly six million dollars they need to be performing like a six million dollar player and it goes back to the confidence thing there are players on this team that are absolutely missing confidence and they need to figure out a way to uh, regenerate and recuperate that confidence. And coming up after this, we are going to talk about the league as a whole and what they can do as resolutions because my goodness, I, I could have done a whole episode on that. And we'll be back right after this. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get ready for the NFL postseason. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're getting your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. I want to hear your resolutions for this team or for yourself, because I think that it's good. One of my resolutions is to read more. I feel like I just spend a lot of time in front of my screen. I'm not reading enough. But for the, the National Hockey League, that is going to see a cap increase this season, this summer. That's great. But you know what I want to see? I want to see better officiating. Makeup calls happen. I, I get it. But please make it stop. They, if the refs did a better job, they wouldn't need to do makeup calls. And we heard Tim Peel quite literally on the mic admit that those happen. And Tim Peel has also gone on like a steady decline uh, with public image since then. But it's just not good. He was forced into early retirement because he admitted that. And on, on, on the 
like during the game. And I also, this also goes to like the refing and like decision making. A department of player safety. Mm, mm. Maybe, maybe we could actually do things right. When a player takes a swing at an opponent's head, like it is a ball on a tee, maybe we suspend them, especially when they have a history of dangerous hits. Well, maybe we suspend players for cross more for more than one game after they cross some cross check someone in the back of the neck. Maybe we finally admit that there is a link between head trauma that hockey players face and CTE. Maybe maybe this is the year we finally do that. But on a much lighter note, let's talk about fun. This game needs to be more fun. More specialty jerseys. I want to see a specialty jersey for every event. I do not care. I want to see all of the colors. I want to see all of the fun designs. The Canucks do it so well. Uh, the Devils have done it really well. The Erie Otters and the OHL have also done it really well. I love seeing that. And I think it's just so fun because... You get to integrate art uh, from local fans into the game. And it's such a great opportunity for them to showcase their work, but to also honor like the hard work and dedication that, you know, a fan and an artist's work. I think that's great. And, you know, you're representing a good cause and you're honoring a good cause. So I'm here for it. I think that it's just fun. It like people appreciate those jerseys because they're fun and they're different. And it's like, wow. And then if you get to buy them and the money goes to a good cut, like there are so many reasons to keep doing specialty jerseys. And again, just the fun. There are a few teams now that are fully leaning into the fun content on social media's uh, platforms. Uh, you know, the Oilers are right up there. The Bruins are up there. The Devils and Blue Jackets kind of are a little bit behind, but they're not annoying in the way that the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter account has been. I don't know what their tweets are like. I have had them muted, if not blocked, since 2019. I, just not my thing. I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I do understand live tweeting as like a, you know, more serious thing, but throw in a fun tweet every now and again. People want to see their favorite player. They want to know if they are more of a toast or a bagel person. Are they a fried or fried egg or a scrambled egg person? Cats or dogs? The game is stiff enough. We, we don't need the stuffiness. Also on social media, we can have fun. Just like, you know, the flames when they were asked you know when are you putting up your christmas tree that's fun what when do you take down your christmas decorations i don't know there's a reason i'm hosting a podcast and not running a team social media account but let's lighten it up let's have fun and just we need to stop taking everything so seriously i promise it's a game it's just a game you guys 
And that does it for today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Uh, you know, make sure you're subscribed. And of course, uh, tune in tomorrow as Nick and I wrap up 2023 with another podcast episode that you can find right here, wherever you get your favorite podcasts and on YouTube. Just come hang out, be nice, be kind. There's no reason to call people names because they want to rebuild or they're fine being in the soggy middle. Like, at the end of the day, this is a hockey team. Doesn't really have much weight on, you know, your life unless you're like a professional gambler or something. But even then, be careful. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe, stay hydrated, stay warm, and don't forget your chapstick.